There's a camp in the woods of Massachusetts where traditional styles of folk music and dance from around the world are kept alive. It's the oldest continuously operated folk dance camp in the United States. It's called the Pinewoods Dance Camp. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and I'm moving on to a new detour for the next few weeks, exploring some of the rich history and culture of folk music from New York to Boston. Pinewoods is right in the middle of that history. It sits on 25 acres in Plymouth, about an hour from Boston, Providence, and Cape Cod. Pinewoods board president Martin Barber says it's a quintessential summer camp, cabins nestled among trees and a pristine lake. The green of the pine trees, frogs, birds, and then all of a sudden you start walking down the road and you hear music filtering through the woods and you're like, I'm here. Pinewoods began as a Girl Scout camp in 1919. It was the first national training school for Girl Scout leaders, founded by philanthropist Helen Storrow, one of the early women behind the Girl Scouts organization. Storrow also loved to dance, but she found classical styles like ballet a little too fancy. WSHU's Ann Lopez reads from Storrow's letters. Dancing should be for pleasure and not primarily for show. The moment it is self-conscious, there is something wrong. If in fancy dancing, a position is taken because it is believed to be graceful, it isn't. There is no meaning in it. Storo discovered Europe's centuries-old traditions of folk dances, sometimes seen as less refined or artistic, but meant to be done in social settings where everyone can take part. If we succeed in transplanting these beautiful old dances of other countries and they take root, they will grow and spread and blossom into other dances showing the genius of our people and reflecting our life and times. The camp still creates new dances and preserves some styles that are familiar now because they're taught at Pinewoods. Nearly a century later, there's a whole roster of week-long and weekend camps, mostly run by the Country Dance and Song Society. True to its name, it blends folk singing and dancing, especially at the annual Harmony of Song and Dance Camp. After lunch in the cafeteria, a group of singers warm up their vocal cords. They're shape note singing, a style popularized in England, but it has deep roots in New England, too. Shape note singers read a different kind of musical notation that uses shapes like triangles and squares. And in a nearby pavilion, a dozen or so people learn Morris dancing, a tradition that goes back to 15th century England. Dancers strap bells to their feet and clap swords or sticks to add percussion. Let's put on some damn bells and hear how we jangle, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So come get a pair of bells. Teacher Chris Bracken hands out bells and campers strap them on. And if you become a regular Morris dancer, people will constantly make the joke that you can't sneak up on anyone. Um, <laughs> A singer starts an old shanty to accompany the dance. Oh, General Taylor gained the day. Walk him along, John, carry him along. Campers stamp on the ground and turn in sync with each other. They slam big sticks against the ground in time with the music. 
It's got a lot of rhythmic energy and a lot of connection to seasonal stuff. So May Day is a big holiday, harvest festivals. Chris has been Morris dancing for decades. The biggest challenge for me as a teacher is figuring out how to break down and find the right words to describe the motions that I've been doing for 25 years and are kind of muscle memory and second nature. She says Morris dancing eventually becomes intuitive for her students. You think you didn't know, but your body does the thing. That's really fun to see that kind of come together and see people just take joy in something that I love. Campers don't come in any one particular age here. Older folks are pretty common, but a lot of attendees are in their teens and 20s too. 32-year-old Jeremy Carter Gordon leads a French ball dance. Dancers twirl and step in time on a wide wooden pavilion floor. Let's try that with some music and I'll, I'll bring you in. Jeremy says, like a lot of modern folk dances, French dancing disappeared from French villages. Then enthusiasts brought it back in the 60s. There wasn't sort of a village where all of these things were being done. It was really this process of revivalists coming together to have fun and connect with some heritage, but also to really connect with each other in the present moment. Jeremy doesn't stress perfection too much. He says this is about having fun. We all enjoy dancing and singing as children, and most of us don't get to continue that because we're not professional. This is a camp basically of amateurs. And Jeremy says that's true to founder Helen Storrow's original philosophy. Anyone can dance. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and next time I'm headed to a night of traditional song that's taken place for years in taverns and venues, and in the age of the pandemic, it lives on Zoom.